Thanks for joining us for Journey Living with Shannon Meyer. Journey Living is a radio broadcast featuring the Bible teaching of Shannon Meyer, whose passion is to help women walk with God through the trials and challenges of life. Now, here's Shannon. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I just want to welcome you back to a new year. It's the year 2021. It's only been about eight days of the year, so hopefully it's been pretty good. I know I'm awfully glad to see the year 2020 go, aren't you? Last year, we could have classified the 2020 as anything but the year of the Lord's favor. But today, that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. Could this be the year of the Lord's favor? We'll be reading from Isaiah 61. So if you've got your Bible handy, I'd love for you to go and grab it. But first of all, let's talk about maybe what last year was about. It was the year of possibly some fear for you. What will happen next? Maybe with your health, with your friends, your family, your job, or your finances. Maybe it was a year of frustration. When will this pandemic end? Will our kids ever go back to school? When will we be able to come out of quarantine? When will things go back to normal, if ever? Or maybe it was a year of uncertainty for you. Is this the beginning of the end? Will there be enough medicine or ventilators? Will there be space in the hospital if I get sick? Will we ever see our loved ones again, our grandparents or parents? Will we gather in our churches or will there be enough food or cleaning supplies, masks and hand sanitizers, or even the dreaded toilet paper? All of last year seemed to be a year of a combination of fear, frustration, and uncertainty. And for most of us, it was not one, but all of it wrapped together and handed to us like the unbelievable, most unforgettable time in our lives. No one could argue that we are all tired, weary, and worn out from negative news and simply need to hear something of some goodness and hope. Well, today I come with that good news. Isaiah 61 tells us of a year full of hope and promise, not of despair and discouragement. I believe we've all had plenty of that. Today we'll be reading a part of Luke 4 and Isaiah 61, like I said. So if you have your Bible, be sure to grab it. It's here in Luke 4 that we read where Jesus has just returned from the worst 40 days of his own life, the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan. And he was tempted on every side, I might add. And at the end of those 40 days, it says he was hungry and tired and weary and the angels ministered to him. I believe we've come out of a time, maybe just like Jesus, out of the wilderness. Let me read here in Luke 4, verse 14, and it says, Where he returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. One of the things I took away from this part is, is that he had spent time with the Lord. He knew where his strength came from. Many times when we have spent time alone being tested, It also goes to reason that our faith is tested at even a greater level. Maybe you're coming out of 2020 a little bit better or bitter. Would you be like Jesus saying that you were full of the spirit? You were full of the power of the spirit because of the time you spent with him during your quarantine and your alone time. Maybe that be on a sick bed or in a hospital room. 
I know for myself, as I had COVID, it gave me great time to pause and think about life and what it really held, how fragile it was, and all that was important to me. It really aligned my life with the importance of what God talks about, the eternal value, instead of living for the here and now. I know God uses the trials and tribulations to test our faith and to bring us to an awareness of not only ourselves, but of his own power. Most important versus the necessary. Many of us have found that things that used to be a necessity are no longer. Meetings that had to be held in person are now done in Zoom. Doctor's appointments that had to be done in a hospital or a doctor's office are now over the phone. We found what had to be essentially a part of our life and what went by the wayside. Let's go back to Luke 4 where it says, Jesus, when he returned to Galilee, he then moved on to Nazareth. Now, this is his hometown. Remember, he is rejected here. And he has been preaching in the synagogues as was custom. But this particular time as he's in a synagogue, in Luke, it says that he was handed the scroll and read what the prophet Isaiah wrote so many years prior. That's what we read about in Isaiah 61. It's here I'll pick up reading, though, in Luke 4, verse 18 and 19 first. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's exactly what Isaiah predicted, prophesied in the Old Testament years and years before Jesus ever came to stand in this synagogue in Galilee. It's also where he moved on to Nazareth, his hometown, and it says a prophet is never welcomed in his hometown. He knows that the people were angry at him. Today, I want to remind you of this passage and pray that it will become seared into your heart, regardless of what 2021 will look like. Focus on what Jesus said. Remember, Jesus addressed the heart sick, the body sick, the person who is broken and beat up. He came for the captives who were bound. Those of us who are so weary that we lay amongst our ashes, feeling a lot like Job when he shaved his head, tore his clothes, and sat after all was taken from him. But here's what I want you to focus on today. Jesus came not for those who had it all together and of no need of him. No, he comes with one credential here. He says, I come. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Friends, Jesus still comes that way to us today. He does not offer us material goods or promises of great wealth and fortune. No, he knows those things are fleeting and of no eternal value. He comes with hope and assurance that he can and will save us. His favor, his favor is upon us and will continue to be even in the worst of times. We may be feeling a lot like the people of Isaiah's time when he's predicting that his people would be exiled into Babylon. But he also says not to be afraid as he has offered us comfort and deliverance to those during this difficult time. 
both Isaiah and Luke, we can see where Jesus will proclaim his favor upon his people. Today, I want to bring up a few points. I want you to just take a minute and, and reflect on where you're at. Is your heart broken? Do you feel imprisoned? Do you feel like this is the worst of times we've ever known? God, where are you? I believe one thing that Jesus has come, it says he was sent to bind up the brokenhearted. I think it most of us at some point in time in the year 2020 found ourselves very brokenhearted. If nothing more than as we watch the news and watch the countless thousands of people who were bedridden, sick and dying, where there were makeshift morgues and parking lots and semis were turned into refrigerated morgues for those dying. To watch the news alone made us all heartsick. Jesus says he was sent to bind up the brokenhearted. Maybe you too have lost a loved one, a grandparent, a parent, a child, and left your heart into a million pieces. Jesus says, I came for you. I want to ask you today, does your heart hurt? I know mine did, literally after I was infected with the coronavirus. It left my heart racing and with severe heart palpitations and chest pains for weeks. It's here that I know and prayed, God, just heal my physical heart, let alone my emotional heart. Many of us have those loss of jobs and loved ones, income, and even our livelihood that leaves us stranded and wondering, God, how will you mend all these pieces? Jesus also came for those who lost hope, which to means also to be disinterested in the sense that you've lost hope and have fallen into the pit of despair. Many people who are suicidal become this way. When Jesus says he comes to preach good news to the poor, that means he comes to the humble, to the meek, those affected by circumstance those who are crushed and hopeless, who think there's no light, no cheer in this life for them whatsoever. Jesus says, I've come to preach good news to you. We often read of Jesus speaking to the meek, brokenhearted, and captives and those who are bound. He came for those who were crushed in spirit. I think there's no greater time where we may see Jesus in his most beautiful form is when we are in our darkest hour. Jesus offers himself as a salve to those of us who have a broken heart. It becomes like an ointment that only he can provide, offering full forgiveness, which is binding up. It brings us unspeakable joy into healing like we have never known. I believe Jesus also says he proclaims freedom for the captives and release from darkness from the prison. I feel like I was or I am a prisoner of the coronavirus. Maybe some of you feel the exact same way. You're a prisoner to your circumstance. I know I was when I was sick and couldn't do anything. We've been prisoned to all the new rules of curfew and requirements out in society. We're prisoned to a mask to our work, society, going back to church has even become an imprisonment for those of us who cannot. We've been held captive by a lot of new things that I was never imprisoned to nine months again, and neither were you. 
It's almost like being wrongly accused in prison for something you and I never did. And now there's all these rules and regulations that barricade our movement forward or dictates where we can go. Almost like in a prison cell when you're told how to eat, breathe, and sleep day and night. But regardless of the wrong or the right imprisonment, your freedom has been taken away with mine as well. And you find yourself in a darkness that you maybe have never known. And this is right where Jesus proclaims the year of the Lord's favor. Right in the midst of your deepest despair and darkness. Not only does he come to set us free, friends, but to announce the day of vengeance. Because God is going to settle the score. How do I know? Because he says so. There is a day coming where he will make every wrong absolutely right. Psalm 103.6 out of the Message Bible says, God makes everything come out right. He puts victims back on their feet. And in Isaiah 61, verse 2 and 3, it goes on to say, He will comfort all who mourn. He will provide for those who grieve in Zion and bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I don't know about you, but I certainly could use some beauty for my ashes about now and some praise for all of my mourning and sadness. This, friends, truly could be the best year that we have ever experienced. Maybe not so much by circumstance, but could it be that we could find favor in the Lord's eyes? Could he have looked upon us with his mercy and offer us this collection of hope instead of our current basket of hopelessness? It says he will. But here's one thing we have to remember. It's up to us to believe he will. He offers it freely, but we must accept it. Think about it. Did you reject any of your Christmas presents that you received last week? Even if you didn't like them, did you say, oh, no, thanks. I don't want that. No way. You were gracious, accepted it and took it home, put it away, or maybe you even re-gifted it. But either way, you took it. I can promise you those are gifts you will receive with gladness. Verse 3 says we will receive the oil of gladness, which means appreciation and hope and certainty because it comes from Christ. But why? Why do we get this? Well, it's tucked in at the end of verse 3. And it says, they, which asks the question, who are they? Well, that would be you and I. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Friends, God's going to use you and I to take your brokenness and mine, your ash heap and our destruction and make it beautiful if we'll allow him to. But we have to receive the gift. Take a sunset, for instance. 
Did you know it's more brilliant in the colder months? Do you know why that is? Because there's less humidity and the air is so much cleaner. Could it be that God will put you on display during his year of favor because you have been purified through the trials and the struggles? Just like the air is cleaner in the colder months, the sunsets are more brilliant and vibrant than ever. Could it be that God has used this time to have us evaluate our lives, to focus on him, to finally come away from our busyness and to settle our hearts and minds on him and him alone? There may be some smog in your life after a crisis as you will never know what really happens. It took cancer to help define the important things in my own life. Unfortunately, we live our lives with comfort and ease as our focus. It's not until our backs are against the wall or the bottom falls out or the prison door shuts, whether that be literal or figurative, that we stop to listen, reflect, and hone in on what God may be telling us. Could 2020 have been a step up instead of a let down for God to lavish you with his favor? We never realized we needed set free until we realized our freedom had been taken from us. We rarely don't realize how deep the pain runs until the first tear falls. Or do we feel the joy when we realize we have fallen into that deep pit of despair? We often don't realize how much sadness and gloom hangs over us until our joy is completely gone. And never, ever do we need a savior until we realize we are lost and there's no one to save us. Friends, let 2021 be the year of the Lord's favor in your life. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, invite him in. It's just as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe in you. Enter into my heart. Isaiah 61.10 says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. None of us, and I mean none of us, have righteousness without Jesus. Only he can put us in right standing with the Father. So how about you? Would you be willing to accept this as the year of the Lord's favor? Would you be able to say what Isaiah said back in Isaiah 61, that he has proclaimed the year? Could you proclaim that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on him? Because the Lord had anointed Jesus to preach good news to the poor in which we are. He was sent to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for those of us who are captive, whether that be in coronavirus or in cancer, in a terrible marriage or in a terrible sickness. Jesus says, I've come to release you from darkness, all of us who are in prison, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And to rejoice in the day of the vengeance of the Lord. He says, I've come to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. 
How many are you are grieving today? Well, it's here that he wants to bestow a crown of beauty instead of ashes and give you the oil of gladness instead of mourning. And of course, that beautiful garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. Because you and I, friends, will be called the oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord's for the display of his splendor. But it goes on further to say, which I didn't share earlier in Isaiah 61, verse 4, that they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I don't know where this is going to take us. I don't know what is ahead for the next week, the next month, or the next year. I do believe we are in the last of the last days. And I believe more and every day passes that Jesus is on the cusp of returning to take his children home. But it's here that he doesn't come in judgment. But it says, instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion And instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in their land and the everlasting joy will be theirs. Now that means while we're still living, friends, right here in the land of the living, God promises to give us all of these things. He promises to clothe us with garments of salvation and array us in a robe of righteousness, just as the bridegroom would adorn his head like a priest, and a bride adorns herself with jewels. So the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all the nations. I believe more than anything, COVID-19 was more of a set up than a let down. Because this will usher in our king, our king of kings, to reign in all his glory. It says in Isaiah 62, if you read along, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see her righteousness and all kings, your glory will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diamond dim a royal diamond in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or that your land be desolate. Friends, that is some good news. I don't know about you. Even in the roughest of times, that makes me kind of stand up taller and straighter and be ready for the Lord's return. Because it's here continuing on in Isaiah 62. In the second part of verse 6, it says, You will call on the Lord. Give yourselves no rest and give him no rest till the until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. God is talking about his land and his people. I want you today to go away knowing that 2021 may hold a lot of uncertainty of what's ahead. But don't let it return to back to 2020, where it also was a year of fear and frustration. I know that if we trust in the Lord, as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, and Lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. He will direct our path. The Lord Almighty, who says, this is the year of my favor upon my people. Let it be so that we will stand in confidence, knowing that our Lord and Savior comes 
to make us like the oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Friends, don't cower back in the year to come. Stand up and receive the most beautiful gift of all. And that's the gift of the Lord's favor upon your life. Don't be afraid. There are 365 fear knots in the Bible. I do believe that's one for every day of the year. So allow this year to be the year like none other. Happy New Year, friends. Thanks for listening to Journey Living with Shannon Meyer. If you would like to hear this program again or request Shannon as a speaker, visit journeyliving.org. Join us again next Thursday morning at 9 a.m. for Journey Living with Shannon Meyer, right here on Shine FM.